Hello and welcome to episode 120 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Kev P and alongside me is the escape to my plan, it's Gem G. Escape to my plan, I don't get it. Mm. Well, we're going to be seeing somebody this weekend. Are we? Yeah? Saturday? Okay. Yeah, I don't get it. What was the name of Greg Puciato's band? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dillinger's Escape Plan? Yes, okay. <laughs> I passed me mind. Jesus Christ, that's hard work. I am on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this episode, it's the February roundup. So we've got a lot of news. It's been a busy old month. And we've got some singles we want to talk about and some albums too. And I feel like there's something else, but I can't remember what. I think it's, I'm thinking of the old school layout that we used to do, like news, reviews. Duh, duh, duh. A long time ago. Yeah, many moons. Shall we start off with the ready to mosh roundup of February? Yeah, let's go for it. So... Gigs been to? Two. Went to Enter Shikari and support. Yeah. Swarms and support. Mm-hmm. Two episodes reviewing those are out. The Enter Shikari vlog will be live by the time this episode goes out. And there are some snippets of the Swarms gig floating around as well. Items of merch purchased. One. Which is? Enter Shikari, the new tour t-shirt. Yeah. Which is the octopus one, not the thrash metal rip-off design that they did. Yes, which you can hear about in the Shikari episode. Yeah, and probably in every episode since we've seen them, because I just keep kicking off about it. I haven't bought any merch this month. No, but you're still in front though, aren't you? Two, one, yeah. Gigs and or festivals booked. One. Have we? Yes, we're going to Moshing the Roof on Festival. Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot about that, yeah. I had completely forgotten. Yes, we are. We are going to MTRO, Moshing the Roof on at the Hairy Dog in Derby. On the 13th of April, which has an awesome lineup. If you've not seen it, go and check it out. We have heard today, actually, which is actually news, I guess, that Elimination, who were headlining that one, are no longer headlining. So a new headliner is to be announced, but it is a bargain price of £12 for 12 bands. Yeah, and that's... it's all for charity. So it all goes to shelter. So make sure you get some tickets for that one if you haven't yet. And I think that's it. I don't think we've actually booked anything else. No. Yet. The actual news news, which is spanning back the whole of February, so some of this will be old news, but we're just sharing our opinions on said news more than announcing it as new. Yeah. Belgium have announced a world tour for 2024, and in the UK and EU, they are going to be supported by Richard Ashcroft. Random joy. Which is fucking odd. It doesn't inspire me to want to go. Based on that, well, based on the well, fucking price, I don't well, want to go. Yeah, based on the ticket price, if it was like four bands that were good, then it might be tempting to go because the value is there. Mm. Yeah, and the annoying bit is as well the Australia and New Zealand one. I've got the Pixies. That would be good. See the Pixies and yeah, Pearl Jam becomes appealing. When they did Hyde Park, was it last year? They did Hyde Park. I think were Pixies on the same bill then. I can't remember. I can't remember when I saw Pearl Jam. They were supported by the Vandals. Okay. Which was kind of cool, but considerably less. Yeah, we looked at the ticket. We worked yeah. out the ticket prices, didn't we? Yeah, when I saw Pearl Jam in 2000, it was £17.50. Yeah. Which to a poor student was a lot. Yeah. With a train ticket to Cardiff at the same time. And obviously we know things go up, so I ran it through an inflation calculator for the UK and the price that you watched them at and what they should be now. It was something like 36 quid. Mm, and they were about 160. Yeah. 
That's where they kind of start. That was the starting price, yeah. wasn't it? Although my favourite thing was yesterday, someone shared that there were some reduced price tickets on £120, oh, yeah. pounds, which I think are for the Manchester Co-op show with limited video views. So I think from what I can gather, you're paying £120 pounds to just see the video screen because they're that close to the front. Yeah, that's, that's fucking obscene. I don't know how they can do that. Given all the beef that they gave Ticketmaster in the nineties as well, they were one of kind of the forerunners of. We um, hate Ticketmasters. Yeah. We we don't make videos and all of that. Yeah, what are they doing? money talks obviously. So speaking of tour announcements, ACDC have finally announced some long-awaited tour dates across UK, Ireland, Europe, various places. They're doing two dates in London. Weirdly, a Sunday and a Wednesday, which are shit days. Awkward. Yeah. Saturdays would be preferable, so you don't need a day off for it. Or you'd probably need two days off for the, the Wednesday, wouldn't you? And ticket prices were probably similar to those on Pilgrim. Yeah, it was a similar kind of price. Yeah. We were considering getting tickets for the Dublin date on the 17th of August, which is a Saturday. Mm. And flights to Dublin were way cheaper than trains to London. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? Yeah. We could go to East Midlands Airport, fly for an hour, yeah. if that. But fly. Yeah. But it costs more to get a train or... Exactly. I mean, that was obviously your basic flight with no luggage included apart from the tiny little envelope-sized bag that Ryanair will let you take for free. But, you know, the, the point there being, ugh, train prices. Yeah. Mm. Obscene. Good, exciting news this time, though, is Bloodstock have revealed some more bands and an app. Yeah, there's some good additions on this one. Yeah, some I'm really excited about. Sewen. Love Sewen. Yeah, they're really, really good. Uh, Raised by Owls, absolutely amazing. Can't go wrong there. They've got a new album out, actually. Just yeah. And a sound uh, Ignea, been added. Deitus, been added. Darkest Era, Burner, and Halifron, all added to the lineup. And another favourite of ours, Combi Christ, are going to be there. Yes, in the Sophie tent, which will be awesome. It will. And we were talking about this. I can't remember if we were talking, if we mentioned it on the pod or not, but when we were watching. Zeal and Ardor. yeah. We see the lead singer of Combi Christ and they got an Access All Areas pass and they were stood, well, they were actually kind of stood on the, in the disabled section, weren't they? Mm. Uh, but they were watching the show from there and now they're going to be uh, playing it. Yeah, we did think when we spotted him, I was like, mm, are they scoping out for next year? Yeah, are they seeing what the, what the venue looks like? Mm. But yeah, they've been added to the Saturday and they're playing the Sophie tent. Yeah. So, yeah, there's quite a few good additions there. Some I'm familiar with, some not so, but all looks good. The next one I'm going to mention is one that you were not excited about at all when I mentioned it to you earlier. Mainly because I don't have a fucking clue what you were talking about. Kitty have released a new single and video for the first time in 13 years. And I was just shooketh that you were not familiar with Kitty and that you didn't buy Spit in 1999 because I thought, Every new metal person in 1999 had that album. I must have been drunk that year. Really? Really don't remember Kitty. I'm just, yeah, I'm just amazed that you did. <laughs> it completely passed me by. God, I don't, I don't know how if that, if they were really big and everybody was into them. They see, I'm sure they were at the time. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the odd one. Yeah, I was excited for this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I really don't remember them. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, maybe. We'll play some old school kitty to you at some point and then you'll see if you do remember it. But yeah, I was excited to hear that. 
My final bit of news, Bullet for My Valentine and Trivium have announced a 2025 co-headline tour, and they are doing the arena kind of run. Although they're not actually near us at all. No, I think Birmingham's the nearest one. I can't remember what day of the week that's on. Yeah, so they're doing Cardiff, Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham and London. So I could see those packing out. Yeah, there's been a lot of excitement about that announcement. Yeah. And I think tickets went on sale. I think they might have been pre-sale today as we record. Okay, didn't see that. I've got a couple more bits to mention. One was big news and it was quite funny actually because this was announced last Wednesday, which was when we recorded our Devastator interview. So the first thing that kind of Knackle kind of started talking to us about was that as soon as he joined us, didn't he? We were also like, whoa, and that is that Slayer have returned. Yeah, it's... uh a bit of a shocker. Well, it's not a bit of a shocker, but I'm assuming the money's run out. Quite clearly, because I think, was it 2019 they did their farewell world tour? We saw them at download 2019. Yes, we like saw them on last. six leg. It was a yeah. seven leg thing, wasn't it? We saw Something them on like six that. leg. Yeah, so there's been three festival announcements in the USA so far. Yeah, so they'll probably be here 2025. Yeah, I expect so. Download 25? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, that was big news last week. Mm-hmm. And then another tour announcement, which was just yesterday as I speak, and that was Soil returning to the UK for the first time since 2019, I think, which when we saw them. Was that when they played with Static X Wednesday? Yeah. Dope. Yeah, so a stack lineup for this one, which is Soil headlining with Head PE, Nonpoint and Union Underground, and it's an all-scar set, basically. They're just playing stuff from scars. Yeah. Which, for most people, that is just that is what they want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yep, that one sounds good. They are in Nottingham, but I checked the dates, and we have actually, if we go to that, it will be three gigs in a row, literally three days in a row that we're at. So, oh, three three days. Yeah, we're with the other days then. We've got Wednesday thirteen on the Friday. We've got Lima on the Saturday, and then that would be the Sunday. So we'll um, see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not one. ruling it out. No. Well, yeah, we'll see what else is going on in November. Yeah. It'd be like a little festival, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Yeah, I think that was pretty much all of my news. My news, your news, the news. The news. Yeah. A little bit of podcast news, though, and that is that we're finally launching a Patreon. Yeah, so all the information will be in the socials, and there's going to be some exclusive stuff on there. You will see, well, you'll hear... A lot of the outtakes, because there are many, that never make it through the edit. You wouldn't believe it, would you? Yeah. There will be access to early episodes. You will also get the chance to vote in polls and kind of, we want to take your suggestions on who you want us to talk to or what you want us to talk about. Or submit questions to people. Yep. As well. So it's all kind of a kind of a work in progress. We're going to see what there is, but we will be obviously add into it and doing what we can as little extras if you'd like to join us on there yeah we want to hear your suggestions as well as to what you'd like to see in the patreon and then we'll see what we can do about getting it on yep so we will share some details on that one soon you can see what i think there's two levels we're planning on aren't there i think so yeah all the prices will be on there um obviously the podcast itself will still be freely available of course as always So let's move on to some of the albums that we've been mostly listening to this month. And the first one was released way back on the 2nd of February, 
and that is Florence Black, Bed of Nails, which is their second album. And yeah, I really enjoyed this album from start to finish. First track, Start Again, it just kicks off straight away, sets the tone for the album, some really heavy, excellent riffs and like a big arena sound coming through on this one. Yeah, it sounded like a, almost like a grunge version of Alter Bridge. Yeah. That's how I'd describe mm. it. Uh, it's a solid opener. And yeah, the chorus really kind of delivers. So yeah, I really like the opening track. Yeah, it's one of my favourites to start it off with. Yeah, in fact, the first three tracks for me are absolutely amazing. Mm. But the second one's Don't Hold Me Down, which is kind of like another sort of festival type anthem, more kind of catchy chorus work and excellent guitars in it again. Better Nails is the third track, and that's heavier than the previous ones. It seems like it's got harder guitars and the vocals are a bit rougher. Yeah, I thought that as well. Really heavy, gnarly guitars on this one. The vocals at times are kind of bordering on death metal, I thought. Mm. That harsh sound to it. But then it's got like a really kind of soaring chorus and then a melodic breakdown. So, Were we listening to the same track? Because <laughs> it, it, it just reminded me of Filter. Really? Like a newer version of Filter, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's weird. It's like, yeah. yeah. Taxman, that one's really fast and angry. Quite punky at times, that one. Mm. And I really like the solo in that one. My favourite track on the album is Warning Sign. Okay. Just think of the guitars in that, they're quite 70s style. Yeah. And I just love how it kind of bursts into a big anthemic chorus. Quite Alter Bridgey, I thought that one was. But yeah, mm. that's definitely my favourite overall. Yeah, a couple more of my favourites are kind of like towards the back end. So that's Rocking Ring. Yeah. It was very Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the heaviest one on the album. That yeah. One. I also think it was the same with um, Solid Nine as well, mm. which was a track, which is a track before this one. Very kind of like Foo Fighters sort of inspired. Yeah, um, that one reminded me of Blackstone Cherry. It's quite mm. bluesy. And yeah, and The Forest. It's almost kind of like slightly folk meets grunge. And yeah. it, it's kind of like a Pearl Jam sort of Foo Fighters mix. Yeah, it was quite kind of nice and light, and it had that kind of folky, bit proggy kind of vibes going through it. Yeah, it, it was probably my favourite album of the month. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a favourite mm. of the month, which should probably say when we've spoke about all the albums. But we should, yeah. Yeah, definitely for that one. I think the only one I wasn't too sure on was the last track, Back to the End. It was kind of quite ballady. And I felt yeah, I, was, did, I didn't like that. It reminded me of Brian Adams or <laughs> yeah. for some reason. So I was thinking about you don't like this one. I, no, I didn't like that one. Yeah, I really wasn't a fan of that. But yeah, I thought overall it was a really awesome follow-up to the first album. Mm -hmm. And similar to what we said about South of Salem in that they've kind of taken that original sound off the debut album and it's just kind of built up and they've just, you know, kind of developed. Just cemented and, and... Yeah. Yeah, they know what they want to do. Yeah, definitely. And interesting, they've got the same producer as South of Salem. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. But yeah, I think we saw some tracks from this one when we saw them at Stone Dead. I can't remember which ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they they were one of my favourite performances. Yeah. Your surprise of the day. They were my surprise. Yeah. yeah. They were, you kept telling me how good they were and I'd just not had time to listen to them and then saw them live and they blew me away. So Yeah. I think there's a lot of versatility of the show on this because they've got those couple of tracks in particular that sound different, like The Forest as well. It just yeah. shows they're not just all one thing. They've got that range of sound. Definitely a favourite of the month. How many did you give it? I gave it eight. I gave it a nine. Uh -huh. I think it's just because there's a few tracks I wasn't too sure about. Yeah. 
I think it's because I really love the ones that I do love. So that outweighed the ones that I wasn't so keen on. Yeah. Which were very minimal. I think there's about two. <laughs> Next album up is Time by Infected Rain. And I'll be honest, I've really struggled with this. Really only like one track on it. Okay. And I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it. But I imagine it's the kind of album I probably liked live. Mm. Yeah. But just listening to it did nothing for me. Yeah, I listened to it quite a few times before I could decide, if you know what I mean. Mm. The the only track I enjoyed really was Dying Light. Yeah, that's one of my favourites. It's kind of like an updated sort of cradle in places. Mm. Reminded me of A Ghost in the Fog. A lot of atmosphere to it and really good track. But the rest of it just didn't do it for me. For me, it was quite a mixed bag in that, yeah, some of the standouts for me were Pandemonium one, that one, I thought it was quite evanescence kind of style of vocals, quite a lot of like ethereal layering mm. with the different sounds going through that one. But then really vicious screams. I really liked Unpredictable as well. That one kind of starts off really melodic and then it's got really kind of slamming riff through it and just kind of gets your head bopping throughout it. Quite mixed in sound, really. Some of it's quite old kind of new metal vibes going through them. Then they've got some more electronic sounds yeah. coming through now, which I think is more than they used to have in terms of the electronic stuff in there. And then, like you say, some bits sound a bit like Cradle yeah. as well. So they've, they've gone through a lineup change as well. Though, yeah, they have. That's what I was going to say. I think two of the original members or two of the previous members left last year, and I think they only replaced one of them. Mm. So that's probably led to a slightly different twist sound. on their sound. Yeah. As well, but like you said, I think it'll be good live. They're at Bloodstock, aren't they? So hopefully get to see them there. I think overall it's just kind of a mixed a mixed bag of sound, really. Mm. One that I've got to be in the right mood to listen to. I did enjoy quite a bit of it, but not necessarily one I'd go back to in a hurry. Mm. Yeah, I get that. What did you give it? Six. Just because, and it's a generous six. So I really only like one track on it, but I do feel it'll be it'll come across better live. Yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. Again, because like the ones I do like, I do quite like. And it's not that I necessarily dislike the other stuff. It's just that it's not dealt with me as yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Next up then is Bacassa's All Out of Dreams, which is, I think it's their fourth studio album. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed this. Bacassa, one of those bands, where they, when did we see them at Download? Oh. I can't remember now. I can't. Was it pre-lockdown? Post-lockdown? It was pre. I <laughs> feel like it might have been 2018. I remember listening to them quite a bit then and really enjoying them. And they just kind of fell off my radar. Yeah. And then listening to this reminded me why I liked them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've well, I've been really waiting to listen to this. Well, I've been waiting to listen to this for a while now. And I'll talk about some of the good things I do like on it. So I think track two... Garden of Heathen. It's got a really catchy chorus. Really like it. And it's kind of definitely single material. Yeah, that's my favourite track on the album. And it's got Lou Collar from Sick of It All on it. Yeah. That one, first time I listened to it, that one was definitely a standout for me. Yeah. And then there's another track I really like, All Out of Dreams. Like really strange sort of rasping vocals. Again, another catchy chorus and kind of like mixes a detuned guitar. Yeah, that one for me is kind of that classic original Bacassa sound. Yeah, which is the stuff I really like. And then there's like a big kind of, I don't know what it is, it seems like a big drop-off for me. 
mm. until you get to track 10, which is Crush All Heretics, which is, for me, the best song on the album. And it's yeah. like a really good mix of styles, like musically, vocally, and it's more experimental and kind of like with a softer chorus, and I really like it. But the rest of the album, I'm not struck on. Okay. It's, it's definitely got highlights, and it's been really well received in the media as well, actually. Uh, f- but for me, from start to finish, it just doesn't do it. And I don't know whether it's the, some of the sound I don't like, or if it's uh, my expectations probably outweighed what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a few more standout ones for me. I like Bradford Death Squad. It's quite a slower track, isn't it? And yeah. it's got that kind of classic stoner bass going through it, quite chuggy. Let's Storm the Capitol and No More Good Days. They were both, I thought, quite a classic 90s punk sound coming through those two. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it a feat, a fight? That one that's only 46 seconds, like a random little napalm death-esque burst in the middle. Oh, yeah. Bizarre, but yeah, it just slotted in well in a weird way. So yeah, I think most of the tracks on the album I enjoyed, actually. So what would you give it at 10? Overall, I gave it an 8, because I think most of it is quite good, catchy, head-noddy stoner punk. What more could you want? Well, my expectations are higher, so I obviously wanted more. I gave it a 7. It just it was good, but it wasn't I think it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Okay. Right, on to another album I was really looking forward to hearing. And it's Tank by Idols. And you're kinda of looking at me in a weird sort of way. I'm guessing you don't like it. It's not been my favourite mm. the month or the year so far. I'll be honest, it's not been mine either. The there's a couple of bits in it I really like. So there's pop pop pop. Mm. Which has got loads of kind of like dark synths. It's really earworm, but it's not as brutal as the old idols stuff used to be. And Grace as well, which is track seven, real atmosphere builder. And again, it's not angry and it kind of doesn't build to a crescendo, but it feels like a feels like over time this is going to be regarded as a masterpiece. Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. And I do like that one. Yeah, I was. Thinking that maybe you would like this one somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just had a feeling that you would like it more than me. Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In terms of standouts, I liked Gift Horse. I thought that one had a bit of a classic Idols bass intro, some quite cool riffs, and the kind of older style punky spirit was coming through that one yeah. a little bit more. And also Dancer. It's got strings in the opening which i would never expect from an idols album and then it has again a bit of a classic idol sound but very much toned down yeah to what we're used to yeah i quite like grace as well it was different but i quite liked it the more i listened to it it started getting a bit catchy i had to listen to this a lot to even formulate any notes about it to be (laughs) honest i tried listening to it on through a laptop on my headphones yeah, the thing that struck me for me about the whole thing was a bit similarly to the Frank Carter album, <laughs> the way that both of them have took a turn in their sound. I was like, did they get all their anger out on my town and now they've just, do you know what I mean? Do you know the last sentence of my summary? Mm-hmm. Interesting, they've taken a similar approach like Frank Carter. Yeah, I've put similar changes to Frank Carter. Yeah, it's like they worked together on that and then they've gone. Yeah, like I say, they got all their anger just, out yeah, on that one turn track. It down, yeah. And now it's like, oh. I mean, obviously, Joe's in a different place now and it's quite a personal album from a lyrical perspective and 
all of that. And but it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I was just expecting more gnarls. Yeah. <laughs> and grr. I know exactly what you mean. I'm really not sure what to make of it. It's almost Radiohead-like. It's kind of bordering on that. Yeah, I know what you mean. There was one track as well, because we said this about the Frank Carter one. I don't want to compare them because they are different, but there's one that reminded me a bit of Arctic Monkeys as well. And yeah, there's lots of synths and things I wasn't expecting in it. There's a lot more atmosphere than anthemic punk songs that they've always done. And there's only, like I said, there's only really a couple of tracks that grab me instantly. But there are others I think will be considered classics over time, like Jungle and Gratitude. But yeah, it, it's but I, do you know I wouldn't be surprised if they got the same producer as Frank Carter. Yeah, it, it's just got that feel to it. Yeah, I mean I can see why people have given it good reviews because mm. musically it's good. It's just not my cuppa. Yeah, it, it's just it's not. It for me, it's yeah. not that it's a bad album as such. It's just not. Yeah, for me. So what have you given it? Six. Yeah, I gave it a seven. So I like it slightly more than you. Yeah. I just had the feeling that we were going to have opposite thoughts. Polar opposites. On, this, yeah. like, on the Frank Carter one, I liked it more than you did. I thought we might flip on this for some reason, because mm. you're more of an Idols fan than me. Yeah, I'm, I love Idols. Well, the earlier stuff anyway. Yeah. Right, moving on to some singles then. We've got four that we're going to talk about this month. There's been a lot of good singles come out, but we didn't have enough time to, time to listen to everything. And listen and appreciate and know every, so... So yeah, we're just going for four this month. So mm-hmm. the first one is Waterlines Brace. Saw Waterlines back in October, didn't we? Dark yeah, Dolby Fest. And I'm pretty sure they played this one. I really like this. I think it's possibly the heaviest track that they've done so far. I think it's a good mixer, kind of some new metal in there, some metalcore, and then then some like a electronic undertones going through and popping through. But yeah, really cool riff, heavy vocals. Yeah, I, I think exactly the same as you on that. And I'm sure I've said this before. It might be when we saw them live for when they played this, but this reminds me of like early Slipknot. Mm, yeah, it's just got that Slipknot vibe to it, and it, but it in their kind of way. Not that you know, it's not a direct rip off, but it just mm. kind of reminded me of that. And I think these are only going to get bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, definitely. I think they're going to get really big. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Yeah, I did read actually a post that was shared when I was, I think I was just looking to see if there was a video for it and I found like a publicity post for it and it is literally about being in a brace on a plane crash. Okay. But it's like, you know, you know, my thoughts on flying. Yeah. So it's like literally when you actually listen to it again, once you know that and you can hear like the bing bong of the plane and the announcements going through and it's like, I think the, the official line is it's, you're on a plane that's gone wrong and these are your last moments of life. I was like, oh God, I'll be listening to that next time I'm on the runway. Wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, that aside, really awesome track. Mm. Next up is Empire Warning, Be My Victim. And I love the guitars and the bass in this. And the vocals are so heavy. And then, But they're kind of mixed with like clean vocals as well mm-hmm. in places. And it's kind of just really well layered over the top. And it's a, a, it's a real earworm. It um, it does kind of get into your head, this one. Yeah, I thought that as well. It's really fast-paced riffage. I got some Slipknot vibes from this one, actually. Yeah? At times, yeah. And like, say, heavy vocals and clean vocals all mixing through, and it's quite catchy. And it's based on Candyman, so we always love a horrible Oh, reference. yeah, right. So, yeah, this is the lead track from Empire Warning's EP, which is coming out sometime soon, I believe. Yeah, can't remember when. No, I can't, but yeah. Definitely looking forward to hearing more from them. And the next track is Mindistry, not Ministry, 
Ministry, Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Um, I really liked this. For me, it was a kind of a, if Ramstein and Sabaton had a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's got industrial, rash, crossover. Really like it. Yeah. It's, I also thought it kind of like had that sort of Euro pop rock. Yeah. No, you, you know, yeah. you know, the beginning and yeah. with some of, some of the parts that are in it. Oh, he's got very fucking heavy drums as well yeah. and bass. And it's the, I reckon this is the kind of thing that go down amazing at download on a day with them on a moth. Yeah. They've definitely got some hints from that as well. Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah. Put it on a day with them on a moth and this would be really good. I actually had to check with you about this one because I thought you'd done a typo at first. Yeah, you thought I meant ministry. I thought you meant ministry. It's ministry. Mindistry. Yeah, go check them out. And then final single is All to Waste by Cottonmouth. And this was my favourite single. Really? Yeah, I love this. It's just, it's that really clever kind of guitar flicks that are in it that kind of mix, it, it kind of mixes things like Opeth, Led Zeppelin, and I couldn't decide if it was Metallica or Megadeth. I got Metallica, but obviously I don't really listen to Megadeth. So. Yeah. For me, it was, yeah, definitely some Metallica running through it in a kind of good old school metal, hard rock way. Yeah, but but there's definitely kind of like that older influence from yeah. like pre-Metallica, you know, yeah. kind of like, like I said, like Zeppelin or, uh, I mean, Opeth have been around forever as well, oh, yeah. so... <laughs> You know what I mean? It it just had that kind of really layered, sort of solid build up, mm. and yeah, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, from the opening riff, really, mm. I enjoyed this one, and I love the artwork for the single as well. That was really cool. We actually recommended Cottonmouth. I think it was it was either early last year or late twenty twenty two. Can't remember, but this is the first thing they've released for over a year, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a while, yeah, and they're actually playing. Mansfield, but on one of the dates that we can't do, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fucking irritating, isn't it? But they have got a few other dates coming up over the next few months. I I imagine they'll be at Nottingham. I think they are. Be in the Nottingham band. Pretty sure they've got one there at some point. Yeah, check those dates out. And I also forgot to mention when we mentioned Waterlands, they've got some dates coming up in May. So check those out as well if they're near you. Would recommend. So that rounds up February. I think we've covered everything we wanted to, so let us know what you've been enjoying in February, what gigs you've been to, what albums you've enjoyed, what singles you've been loving. We'll see how they compare. Obviously, if you want to keep track of what we're up to through March and beyond, then you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or X, and threads at Ready to Mosh Cast, and we're on TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So please give us a a like, a follow, a share, whatever you do on those things. That would be very lovely. And if you would like to give us a five-star rating and a little review on wherever you're casting your pods, that would also be very lovely indeed. And as we mentioned at the start of the episode, our Patreon is now live. So if you want to go and check that out, have a look at what we're offering on there, that would also be very nice. And we'll be back with another episode for you very soon. Kit Mosh Moon.